All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Monday, December 19th of 2022. I am back after a short hiatus, got really sick last week, and my man Jordan stepped in and took over the streams. Uh, I know that a lot of people were happy to have him back, and it was nice of him to make an appearance and pick up the slack while I was down. So appreciate Jordan picking up the slack there. Uh, Jordan is actually feeling a little under the weather. So if you see him in the discord streets, give him a shout out, tell him, hope he's feeling better. Uh, joke going around is that I got him sick, but uh, just, just a little internal joke there. But uh, for those of you who are new here, welcome. This is a show where we go over how to use Saber Sim, answer any and all DFS related questions that come in, in the office hours channel in our Discord server, or questions come in live in the YouTube chat. Uh, we will make sure to get to all the questions before the end of the show. Looks like we have quite a bit of action tonight. Got a nine-game NBA slate, got an eight-game eight, uh, NHL slate, and a NFL showdown coming at you tonight. Plenty of different ways to get in on the DFS action. So if you got questions, get them in now. Looks like we got a handful of questions in the Discord to get us going today, as well as, you know, we it is Monday, so we have to uh, announce the winners for our weekly max challenge, uh, wrap it up week 15 of the NFL. Only three more weeks to go to get all of these awesome end-of-the-season prizes here, or to continue to win the weekly prizes, or to take down the mini-max. ton of different ways to uh, get in on the action and get in on the giveaway. Been a really good giveaway over the entire season. So uh, coming to a close pretty quickly here. So that being said, let's pull up our trusty wheel of names here. Uh, we are going to announce the highest scorer for this week. Week 15 of the NFL Max Challenge was Nickquisition with a score of 17th in the mini max with a point total of 218 points congratulations nick congratulations nickquisition the team will reach out to you let you know you have won and get you all of your awesome prizes uh free month sabersim t-shirt and an entry into our end of the season free roll really good job there and now we are going to hop over to our trusty wheel of names looks like we had 121 people max enter this week uh, we are going to hit the shuffle on this guy a couple of times. And we are going to spin for him uh, free entry into next week's Minimax contest. And it looks like the winner is S. Hender 2. Congratulations. The team will reach out to you as well to let you know you have won and that tickets are on the way to your DraftKings account. Uh, thank you, everybody for continuing to participate and make this a awesome season long giveaway. So that being said, going to get Saber Sim pulled up here and we are going to get going on these questions. Uh, you know, reminder one more time, if you got questions now is a good time to get them in as always going to adjust the screen here. And then we are going to go and grab our first question, which I'm just going to start with, Questions that came in starting Saturday and assume that uh, all the other questions were answered on the office hour stream. So this first question 
from Jay Owens, 0107, said, is, is there a way when generating lineups to add a rule where ownership for at least one player is under, say, 9%? And I saw Pippin Ain't Easy jumped in and uh, answer this for me. So thank you, Pippin. I did want to review this for everybody here just on, a, on like a, a showdown slate. You know, we got the NFL showdown tonight. Uh, pretty common type of rule that people who are, you know, trying to like avoid duplication, you know, or, or uh, just make sure like their lineups are a little more unique. Uh, we'll, we'll think about doing as far as just trying to um, add a, add a rule with some type of uh, value. So, so I just kind of wanted to go over like the stat requirement here. Right. So if you go over to group, a group rule, you go over to automatic and then it says use at least one. Okay. This, this is the big thing, you know, um, actually I'm going to hop over to DraftKings too. So let me just hop over to DraftKings. You know, this part of the rule is always worth reviewing because um, people tend to run into this issue a lot. It's kind of an issue on, on our side. So just want to review this for everybody. So use at least one. Do not click this group by. If you click this group by, it's going to break your build. Just, just a note. So positions, uncheck captain, and then add a stat requirement, right? So you can come in here and you can say my own less than, you know, we said nine, right? So then the way I want to save this for the sake of the example is save it as an auto rule. I, I mean, save it as a manual rule, right? Come in here. You can save it as manual. Hit save. We're going to scroll down to the rule. And then I'm going to open the rule. And this question's in the way. So if I go into the rule, hold on. My intercom is, is in the way. Too many rules in here. So if I go into my rule, I can see that it's going to grab every flex player that is under 9%, and then they're all highlighted here, and then say, hey, use one of these guys. So that that is what uh, Jay Owens is asking for, right? So, so boom, rule is set. Rule is looking exactly how we want it to look. Um, actually, we added this bulk lineup rules trash. I uh, highly recommend using it, especially for instances like this. So what I'm going to say is, uh, are you sure you want to delete all of your build rules? Yes, I am sure. So boom, just got rid of all the rules I had. Very, very helpful there. So then I'm going to go redo this rule. Group, automatic, use at least one. Okay, if I hit this group by, and then if I hit group by player, do the same exact rule, right? My own, less than nine. I'm going to say this as a manual rule, and I'm going to show you guys why this breaks the builder. So I'm going to save as nine manual rules. What it's going to do is it's going to take every player and create a separate rule for that player. So it's going to say, use at least one Bryson Hopkins, use at least one Austin Trammell, all the guys that were under 5% that we were just talking about. It's going to say, use at least, use all of them. And then obviously all of them can't go into your build. So very important that when you are writing this rule to hit, to, to uncheck this group by or never check it at all and then save it that way, and the rule will be just fine. So that is how you do that. That is how you break the rule. That is how you troubleshoot it. Um, saving as manual is always a good way. That way you can go into any rule you set and see what the logic is and kind of follow it along. So um, hope that helps, Jay Owens, and we are going to keep it moving. Got a question here from Bill's Nut 66 Bill's Nut said, could you give – could you explain and give an example of how to apply your bankroll building plan to NBA in DraftKings 
how would I best use SaberSim to generate lineups for those kind of contests in NBA? Are there strategies that members have found to be more successful in a sport like NBA? Okay, good question. So what Bill's Nut is referring to is our DFS profit plan. Uh, comes up on the stream a lot. We are very proud of our DFS profit plan. A lot of work went into it here. It is all summarized in this DFS profit plan video over on our YouTube channel. If you want to know how that um, profit plan came to fruition, would highly recommend checking out the Behind the Sim series. We did a lot of contest uh, simulations and did a lot of work behind the scenes to create uh, what is now the DFS profit plan. So it, it is this first set of five episodes here, uh, contest selection, and then this last one kind of summarizes it before the um, profit plan video came out. This is like, you know, the, the end of the series. So play these GPPs to maximize your DFS profits. Uh, that is a deeper dive into the 17 minute video that kind of summarizes it. So that is what we are referring to here. So I'm going to get SaberSim pulled back up and then get this question answered. So uh, one more time, you know, can you give can you explain and give an example of how to apply your bankroll building plan to NBA in DraftKings? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think that is a uh, good question. You know, DraftKings has a lot of good contests under the $3 threshold, right? That is like the main premise of the DFS profit plan is get as much action in the contests where sharks are limited because, uh, you know, I like to use this one. You could be the 10th best poker player in the world, but if you're sitting at the table with the other nine best players, then, you know, you're you're now the worst player and, and that is a wrong game for you to be in, right? So half the battle is picking the right contest to enter, finding contests where the opponents are worse than you uh, perceived to be at least. And those are the contests that you want to play the most of, right? So that is kind of the, the premise of the DFS profit plan. And some contests that come to mind on DraftKings are the quarter jukebox. It's 25 cents, 20 max. The $1 20 max is another really good contest. The So those would be considered diversifiers, right? 20 maxes. And then you got like your $1 single entry, your uh, $1 three max, your $2 single entry. You got a $5 single entry. So it's it's contests under $3. And then I believe it's contests that are $5 and the prize pool is less than $25,000. So that is like another way. So I think, I think the $5 is the prize pool is not big enough for sharks to have access to that. Uh, there is a mini max for NBA. Um, I, I don't love the contest. It's a 50 cent, 150 max, but there's only about like 20 ish thousand entries on a night to night basis. Um, I believe we, we touch on it in the, in the video that it is better to play like the $4 20 max, as opposed to max out the, uh, 50 cent, 150 max. I, I'm not, I don't recall exactly why, but that is part of the video uh, to, to my best knowledge. So that episode five of the Behind the Sims is like a really good deep dive. And then the 17 minute DFS profit plan video. But but that is where I would start. Like if I'm playing NBA uh, on DraftKings, you know, the contest I just named, the quarter jukebox, the $1.20 max, 
the $1 single entry, $2 single entry, the $1 three max, like that should be your foundation because those are the best contests to play underneath that limit and then move up. And then you're going to have to make sacrifices depending on the size of your bankroll. But I think it's important to just get, get to the best contests, check to see how much money is in your diversifiers versus your elevators. See how much money of your like night to night, um, allowance is, is remaining and then start to make uh, tough decisions about as about like what to enter next. So that is where I would start. Let me know if you have any more questions about that part of the question. And then how would I best use Saberson to generate lineups for those kind of contests in NBA? Are there strategies that members have found to be more successful in a sport like NBA? So I wouldn't say, you know, there is like one strategy for NFL and then like one strategy for, for NBA. I think um, a lot of people kind of look at DFS as like a, a whole and kind of the game theory type aspects of one sport aren't that different in like another sport. Like I'm not, I'm not exploiting ownership only in NFL and then not exploiting ownership in NBA. I don't really uh, think too many people think like that. Um, What, what I, what I will say is that, you know, there are, components of a sport that are different you know if you're playing nhl tonight right uh, a lot more correlation is needed in a sport like nhl as opposed to nba right you're not going to get as big of stacks in nba as you are in nhl but sabersim knows that and, and sabersim understands that right we we show the correlation values you know if you like pull up one player right here you know we see three correlations over 0.2 and then if we go over to NBA and pull up one player, I bet you we don't see that many high correlations, right? So going to pull up Luca here. No player is more than 0.02 correlation value in the Sims to Luca. Like that is the highest, which is like, you know, 10 to 15 X lower than what we just saw in NHL. So I think it's just, um, you know, this is just one way of kind of, showing and saying that Sabersim understands, you know, the different dynamics of different sports and you don't have to do so much and build in so many rules and all of these uh, guardrails to make sure the lineup looks like what you want it to. Sabersim understands these things. You know, we have our sliders. Um, they're going to make sure that correlation is taken into account. They're going to make sure that ownership fade and sim diversity are taken into account at the rate that they should be taken into account, right? And, you know, same thing for NHL. If we jump over to NHL and we we look at what's going on over here, um, we're going to see correlation is even higher. Ownership fade is a little little uh, higher as well. So I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go, you know, down the path saying, like, you need to tell Sabersim what you need your lineups to look like. Like, Sabersim understands that. Uh, we do a lot of testing behind the scenes to make sure that, you know, these aspects, these core aspects of your, that you want in your lineups are taken into account. And then the last part, you know, are there any strategies that members have found to be more successful in a sport like NBA? Okay. So, um, frankly, I'm not sure, but also I don't think this is like the right place to kind of ask that question. Um, and what I mean by that is that, you know, we have like the NBA channel in our discord. Um, if you're looking for like member feedback, I think that's a great place to ask 
this type of question. You know, there are a lot of people who are very active in the Discord and in the community. Um, this seems like a really good conversation starter. I, I would throw this in the NBA channel. I can't really speak too much as to, you know, our user base, but that is a direct access to everybody in the Discord who plays NBA, you know, the people who are playing NBA day in, day out that probably have good strategies are probably in that channel. And like, that is a really good spot to kind of uh, get some feedback from the community, um, you know, hear what one person has to say, hear what another person has to say, take different nuggets from different people and use that to build your own NBA knowledge and um, kind of process. I, I, I really think that, you know, that is one of like the, the better ways to, to learn is like learn from what other people are doing and see what aspects of that you like and what aspects you don't and take what you want and leave what you don't want and use that to guide your own process into doing something new. So, so for that specific question, I would definitely throw that in the NBA channel and see if anybody in there has good feedback. We have a lot of sharp players in there. Um, you know, we have, uh, Kurt is in there a lot. Shady advice is in there a lot. Matt is in there a lot. Um, you know, the team is always in there. So a lot of, a lot of really sharp players always willing to give feedback to different types of questions and, and thought experiments and stuff like that. Okay. Gonna hit this next question. Uh, just wanted to throw this one on the screen really quick. Uh, Studawood said, Hey guys, where is a tutorial on how this particular feature works and what it, what it is used for? And it looks like the question is in regards to advanced stacks. So just, it looks like Jordan jumped in and answered this for me. Thank you, Jordan. Um, just for anybody, you know, looking for kind of how-to videos or different things like that, I would always start in two specific places. If you come up here to the settings and you go to help, I'm going to bring this up on the screen. So if you hit that help, it takes you to sabersim.com slash support. These are our support docs. These are our like frequently asked questions. You can scroll down here. We have different tutorials. If you go over here to frequently asked questions, you hit this view more. It takes you to a search bar. You can type in anything you hear. You can type in stack rule, which is what the question was referring to. How do I make a stacking rule? Boom. Like you could type in, you know, ownership and you know, where do our ownership protections come from? Like we have so many tutorials. These are always being updated. Uh, Jordan does a great job of making sure anytime, you know, there is like a, a update in the release notes, you know, all of this documentation that it affects gets updated. Uh, this is always really up to date. And frankly, I don't think enough people take advantage of it. So I would highly recommend either checking out support at uh, sabersim.com slash support or jumping over to the YouTube channel and then coming to our uh, homepage and coming to the search bar. You can type in, you know, ownership. If you want like some ownership theory stuff, uh, we have, you know, discussions about product ownership and geo mean, you know, you want to learn about like NBA strategy, right? Come in here and type in NBA, uh, six secrets to beating daily fantasy NBA. This is from a year ago. This one was from when Max came on about a month ago at the start of the NBA season. So just like a ton of resources, I think like this is like very uh, good information that kind of gets lost over time. So would highly recommend if if you guys have some questions like that, you know, and want to do some research on, on your own, those are the places that I would definitely start. All right, gonna get Sabersim pulled back up here. 
got a question from uh, Texas Illini. Said, quick question, will the Max Challenge this week be for the Saturday main slate? Okay, thank you for bringing this up. I was supposed to make an announcement about this. So, yes. So, um, for those of you who haven't checked out the contest for this upcoming weekend, uh, Christmas is on Sunday. So the NFL is having their main slate on Saturday, Christmas Eve. So if you go like to the NFL lobby, you're going to see that the NFL main slate is on Saturday. Those mini matches that happen on Saturday are the ones that are going to be counted towards the max challenge. So I'm going to make a note for myself uh, to make an announcement in the channel that the uh, main slate on is on Saturday. So let me just write that down really quickly. And thank you, Texas Illini. I will make sure that the word gets out that the main slate is on Saturday. Those mini maxes will be the ones that count towards the end of the year max challenge. So don't slip up and, and kind of forget that would, that would be really bad for all the people doing our season long giveaway there. All right. Uh, jumping over to YouTube chat. Looks like we got a handful of questions here. Uh, if you have any more questions, now is a great time to get them in. As always, going to hit this one here from Pops. Pops said, hi, I work a lot and I really don't have time to research. Is it best for me to refresh the app five minutes before NBA lock and ride with what SaberSim gives me? Single entry DK. Okay, Pops. So, you know, not sure if this is the answer that you want to hear. Um First off, I will say that running a build on defaults for NBA or for any sport, I think is fine. You know, that is something that we totally pride ourselves on is like, hey, you know, Saberson builds you positive EV lineups right out of the gate. And I I don't think it's wrong to come in here, say, okay, you know, I trust the ownership. I trust the projections. You know, we work really hard on those behind the scenes. I am going to come in here. I am going to run a build, right? That's that part's totally fine. You know, given how much time you have, you know, we're talking about, you know, five minutes before the walk, I would still try and do some risk management in step three, you know, uh, take an extra minute and try and look at your lineups, you know, see what you're getting and make some adjustments, you know, to, to manage your risk, right? Maybe take a quick look at your exposures, uh, adjust your mini unique players, do, do something to, the problem is that SaberSim doesn't understand risk management, right? SaberSim is just trying to give you the highest EV lineups that it can. So th this seems to be fairly flat, which which I'm kind of surprised about. You know, not anybody over 50% exposure, and our highest exposed players are the players that have uh, fairly high ownership. So this seems like a relatively flat portfolio. Sometimes you'll come in here and you'll see, you know, 100% exposure, right? And like your entire portfolio is kind of uh, really, really intertwined with a couple pieces. So if you were to come in here, you know, make a, some quick adjustments to min uniques, which it seems like we can't even get four at at this size of a pool. So you know, maybe bump this up to three. Spot check some of these exposures. You know, make sure it's not too much of any player um, that that makes you uncomfortable, right? If if you're okay with 100% of a player, great. You don't let it ride. If you are, uh, that's like. A little uncomfortable uh you know i don't want all of my lineups to be centered around one player what if he gets hurt right some along those lines so i would just 
take a quick second, do some risk management and you know, yeah, it's totally okay to let it ride. The, the only problem I have with that is that, um, you know, are you going to be around late swap, right? It, it seems like you are in somewhat of a time crunch. So, you know, are you going to be around to check, you know, if injuries happen before 4.30 or if news breaks, you know, before 5, before 6, before 7? Um, if, if that's the case, I would really recommend playing like the turbo slate. Uh, maybe you're a little more available during the night, you know, play the night slate where, you you know you have a 6 p.m lock and then you only have to check back once for a 7 p.m uh start time and then your night's over maybe check out some of the showdowns like there are a lot of different ways to get action that do not require you to late swap is, is basically what i'm saying you know it seems like you're a very very busy person and the fact that you know you're gonna have to come back and check for late swap to take advantage of when you know certain players are now starting and like that is a huge edge and if you are giving that up i would not recommend playing the main slate i would much more recommend playing like the turbo the night or the showdowns um i'm not sure if fandle has different turbos but you know you can go over check out fandle uh they have the express slate so this one this four gamer where all four of these games at 5 p.m start at the same time uh DraftKings didn't have that right so, you know, you could you could check both sites. You could do something to find contests where you do not have to late swap, where you are not giving up so much of an edge. So that is what I would recommend if you are crunch for time. I think trusting SaberSim, you know, with your projections and your ownership and, you know, your lineup constructions is totally okay. I am just very concerned about the ability to late swap. And if you are not able to, you're giving up such a huge edge. I would definitely not recommend playing those contests, but. Definitely other ways to get action. So we're going to keep rolling here. Got a question from Aaron. Aaron said, I was watching the behind the Sims. The takeaway I got is build lineups and just use the one, just use the ones you want to use and no, and not do pre-build X outs or rules. Um, I'm big on X players out. Okay. So I think this is a good question. And um, I know there's been a lot of discussion about like the behind the Sims episodes. Uh, I heard Jordan talk a little bit about it when he was on last week. Um, you know, they, they really are meant to be kind of like unfiltered, unedited conversations behind the scenes. And I think that what, as a viewer, when you go into it, um, the, the, the thing I want you to understand is like, we are not all on the same page when we start those conversations. And that's kind of one of like, it has its pros and cons, right? The, the the pros are that, you know, we get to discuss it and have a back and forth and disagree. And then by the end of the video, hopefully come to a conclusion, um, which which we have done in the past. And, and I think that, you know, internally we feel really good about it. It's like, hey, you know, you came at it from, from this angle. Um, I came at it from this angle. And, you know, we were able to kind of put our heads together figure out where we weren't seeing eye to eye and then come up with something that we both agree on. We feel really good about that part of the content. The bad part is like kind of the journey can be a little um, hard to follow or frustrating. So I think that, you know, um, it's always good to ask like these clarifying questions, especially after, you know, you watch it and you're not totally sure uh, what the takeaways are. Uh, we do have a behind the Sims channel in our uh, discord under general, there's a YouTube and then a behind the Sims. If you have any, you know, questions like this that come up 
and um, you know, it's like not not during showtime. Anybody can throw them in the behind the Sims channel, and you know, the team will respond there as well. Just a side note, but I think you know, takeaways here, right, are that it is better to leave the Sims kind of in their like pure form and then X the players out afterwards. Um, I'll tell you something that I've been doing like for NBA, for instance, for NBA, you know, our default filter is my projection greater than 13, right? Um, there, we have some content where um, one of the videos we were just talking about the NBA video with Max Steinberg, where Max says, you know, he likes to increase his projection filter to 18, right? And um, play, play, you know, do some player pool curation and play lineups with only players projected for 18 points. I've kind of been walking that back and doing it, but doing it in step three. So, so basically what I've been doing is I've been either turning off the projection filter or lowering it to, to a really low number, like seven, for instance, right? I'm allowing way more players into my lineups than that 18 threshold, right? Right about here um, at Kenyon Martin would be the last one. But now I'm allowing all of these players between 17 and seven to be put in the lineup, right? And what I want to do with this is I kind of want to see what the Sims are doing, right? You're you're kind of saying, okay, you know, Saber Sim, if I let you, you know, do whatever you want, like what exactly are you going to do, right? And I think that you can you can kind of test it this way and then gain a trust kind of over time as to what it's doing. That way you don't have to spot check it all the time. So so something I'll come in here and do, right? I'll 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 put in my mini nakes. Maybe I'm using five, right? And then I will sort by projection. And then I want to come down here and I want to see how far down it's going, right? So so at seven, you know, we're not seeing anybody between seven and fourteen. We're seeing one player in one lineup at 14 projected points. This is the only lineup he's in. I I'll, I will probably X him, you know, and I think it's like okay to like hang on to the rule and then just apply it here. So so someone like Frank Kaminsky, right? He's a little more interesting. You know, he's he's less than 18 points, right? But he's getting 5% ownership in the industry. He's in 8% of our pool of lineups. So it's not like just some one random occurrence like this uh Mike Muscula was where he where he was only in one lineup in our entire pool and that lineup just so happened to get into our 20 lineups but you know Frank Kaminsky you know he's he's in a lot more lineups coming up a lot more frequently I would have to look into why uh he's min price on FanDuel here so you know he might be somebody that I'm okay with right only in two lineups um getting a lot of usage in our pool so I might be okay with him and this is somebody that I would have lost access to otherwise right so i think that is really what like the the like player pool curation kind of part of it is for for me and then everybody else above 18 right i was already okay with otherwise um if you're talking more about like high projected players right maybe you know for whatever reason you're like you know and i don't want to play any giannis tonight right and instead of xing him out um just come in here and wait for the lineups with him, and then you could zero them out. I think the important part of this really is that you are taking lineups with um, that have Jonas in it, 
And instead of saying like, hey, he can't be in this lineup, so I'm going to take a lineup. Apologies. Uh, I'm going to take a lineup that had Giannis, right? In That was optimal in the sim. And then your rule says, oh, no, you can't have it. Okay, so now the builder has to take him out, go and put in somebody else who might be suboptimal in that spot. And now your lineup is further away from what the sim optimal was that built that lineup, right? So I think that is really the key takeaway is like by putting in the restrictions early, you're making the lineup builder do things that it doesn't really want to do, but it has to do to meet your rule. So I think that is kind of a long-winded answer, but I hope that, you know, that kind of gives you some guidance as to like why we're suggesting the things that we are. And I think it's still really easy to make these things work at the end of the day in step three. I don't see that you're able to, you know, be very limited in step three with making these small adjustments. So Aaron, that that's my thoughts, man. Um, let me know if you have any follow-up, but happy to talk about it more. Definitely. Um, I understand, you know, the behind the scenes can be a little confusing, but you know, that's what kind of creates these conversations. And then we're able to like make examples out of them and kind of go a little bit further, you know, in the office hour shows. And, um, you know, we're going to, we're going to stick with that content path. Uh, we think it's, you know, different and unique and, and something that not really anybody else is doing in the industry, but good question there. Hope I provided some clarity for everybody who might've had questions in regards to that. But that being said, uh, that was our last question. If anybody has any extra questions, I will stick around for a minute. Um, okay. Follow up here from Aaron said, and I also X out players because I'm not sure of the match of min slash max exposures. So, so if we're going back to like, Oh, you're not sure of the math. So, so basically like, you know, if, if there's players, like you just don't want to play. Right. I mean, talking about exposures, right? So, so whatever your number of lineups is, that is going to be the like denominator. And then whatever your um, exposure is like, that is it. Okay. So, this number in parentheses is the number of lineups that the player is in, just like so you don't have to look at it as a percentage all the time. So Kenrich Williams is in 20 out of 20 lineups for 100%. And then Sabonis is in 17 out of 20 lineups for 85%. So, you know, okay, I have three lineups that don't have Sabonis in it, or I have 11 lineups that don't have the mellow ball in it, right? So as far as, like, the math goes, that's kind of how that works. I think that, you know, if you just – say you don't want anybody, right? Or if you want somebody in 10 lineups, you want someone in, you know, half your lineups, whatever it is, just, just think about it that way, you know, set this to 50. And then now uh, Kenrich Williams is only going to be in 50%, but you know, he's, he's so high in our pool exposure here at 94% that we couldn't find that many lineups. I think it's because Giddy and um, Shy Alexander are both out today should see a OKC value slate. Oops, sorry about that. But yeah, should be should see an OKC value slate, but that's how you think of like the math behind the exposures. You know, it's just numerator here in parentheses, and then denominator is the number of lineups, which gives you a percentage. So all you were doing with min and max exposures are changing the percentages that Saberson has to follow. So, you know, if I want, you know, more Jared Allen, maybe I want him in 
half of my lineups. I'm just going to change this to 50%. And then now he is in 10 out of my 20. And we were able to meet that min exposure. So, um, you know, you got questions about how that, how those things work. That is what we are here for. Uh, don't be afraid to ask any question. We could go over whatever you guys want. Not a problem at all. So, but that being said, everybody, that was our last question. Uh, hope all of you do well. If you are playing DFS tonight, you know, NBA, NHL, or NFL. And just remember that Saturday, like Texas line I brought up, Saturday, December 24th, is the NFL main slate. So make sure to enter the mini maxes for Saturday to continue with your uh, max challenge giveaway and all the entries from Saturday will be counted for the mini max and not Sunday. So happy to be back. Uh, shout out to Jordan for picking up the streams. Hope Jordan starts to feel better. And we will be right back here tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern. So until then, see you everybody.